Welcome to How They Get You. Uh, I'm Ted. This is a Malifaux podcast about Malifaux and not non-Malifaux things. Uh, I am here right after Foe's Giving, uh, a wonderful tournament that uh, Chrissy ran. Uh, thank you, Chrissy. You guys are welcome. Uh, Chrissy is here. Uh, I just uh, earlier recorded at Susie Burger uh, with Michael Hengel. Uh We're now back at the house. And uh, I am interviewing the other person who beat me during this tournament. My crappy tournaments are your podcast opportunities. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I am here with Joshua. Remind me how do you pronounce your name? Uh, McCarran. McCarran. Joshua McCarran. Did I get that? McCarran. McCarran. It's like Scottish, but it's not really Scottish. <laughs> oh, really? No, it's actually from a fantasy novel. Neat. Right. Um, long story. Anyway. That is a long non malifo story. So instead, let me ask you, uh, what were the game parameters and what was the end score? Uh, so we had collect the bounty, standard yep. deployment. No, 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 no. That was round one. Oh, oh, sorry. We, we had were interference. Interference flank deployment. And the ending score, oh, sorry, and we, uh, the, the available schemes uh-huh. were convict labor, exhaust their forces, leave your mark, neutralize the leader in public demonstration. Yep. We ended 4-2 in my favor. Yes. And congratulations to you for that. Thank you. I was quite surprised. Uh, what crew did you pick and how do they work together? I took a Seamus willpower debuffing crew yeah. uh, with the Hanged, Yin, and Datsuba. I took my little helper, the new sort of reser version of Imbued Energy. The new reser version of, ah, what just happened? Yeah, it's an amazing, if you haven't seen it yet, it allows you to draw a card and be untargetable, except by, uh, untargetable if you're, unless you're within three inches for a turn. Right. And uh, you can take two of them. It's really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even use the um, went on death effect. You also had a nurse in there? A nurse. I had a hanged. Uh-huh. I had um, Chiaki with Pull of the Grave. Uh-huh. And and the uh, copycat killer, and then Seamus with uh, decaying aura, mad haberdasher, and sinister rep. Right. That's, Do you always take mad haberdasher when neutralizing the leader is on the table? I've been taking this crew all the time. Period. Uh, I only have a cache of five, so I like the mad haberdasher. You know, I I like to throw Seamus in the middle uh-huh. with his willpower debuff, and then just death ball the crap out of everything. Uh-huh. And so mad haberdasher is nice because it's usually more efficient than stoning for damage prevention. Right, right. I'm almost always going to get a four, a five, a six, something that I can mad haberdasher. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like everything you did, like everything you had kind of uh, hit willpower. You had a bunch of terrifying models. All your models attack willpower. Um, you had, of course, um, uh uh, Yin as a zero can get a uh, negative flip to willpower. Which and of means... course she has my little helper, which means she can do it twice on one turn. Of course she can. That's yeah. right. So the everything except for Seamus and the copycat killer can attack willpower. And most things can attack willpower three to four times. Right. Um, Datsuba can attack it potentially four times. Or sorry. No, sorry. Um, Chiaki can attack four times. Uh, Yin can attack three to four times. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot in there. Right. And then... It seems like Copycat Killer and Seamus, uh, while Seamus benefits from willpower and can attack willpower, mostly what he attacks is um, his face. Yeah. Yes. Uh, also, everything in the crew except for the Copycat Killer and the Nurse are either terrifying or manipulative. Right. That uh, there's a lot of incorporeal. Another another unknown or sort of hidden synergy is Datsuba um, moves spirits within eight inches for a zero. Right. And, and the Hanged 
is an incorporeal spirit. Chiaki, the Hanged, and Datuga are all incorporeal. So I have a right. lot of mobility with the ability to just ignore terrain. And Datsuba can burn my little helper to move the Hanged twice on one turn. Yeah. It's really, really nasty. Right. So my little helper, on that turn, let's see, you get three things. You get a card. You get two zero actions that turn. Can be the same one. And they can be the same one, unlike Instinctive. Uh, and you get cannot be targeted by anything unless it's three inches away. So that's, you get one turn of awesome. Right. The disadvantage being you have to declare it after initiative is flipped. Not, so you have to be like, okay, this is the turn. Right. And, uh, and then the other thing I didn't actually use is you can summon a mindless zombie or station when they're killed. Oh yeah. And I forgot about that. Uh, all right. So what schemes did you pick and why? So I didn't like the scheme pool all that much. Um, I took Exhaust Their Forces and Convict Labor. Leave mm -hmm. Your Mark I found to be so hard that I just don't take it on principle. Yeah. Even though Seamus is probably one of the better ones at doing it. Because he can, well, he can't interact when he back alleys, but I guess he can do next it the next turn. round. Yeah. Neutralize the leader. I thought, I looked at Summer. He's got defense six and 12 wounds and like a lot of soul stones uh -huh. and a lot of meat shields. Yeah. I was like, well, Seamus probably can't solo kill him. The rest of my crew probably isn't fast enough to come in and kill him. It's like, possible that i would kill him but it's not worth you know i exhaust their forces wasn't great for me but i felt like there's gonna be gremlins on the board i can uh -huh. probably exhaust them before they kill themselves uh -huh. and then public demonstration because i've been running i was running a fixed crew and i didn't want to change it i only have one minion right and so i couldn't do public demonstration so kind of you picked those uh two because the other three were not good for you I felt like the other three weren't great for me. Yeah, that's actually what I did too. It was toss-up. Neutralize the leader could have been good, but I just didn't feel confident. Right. And I feel like you're a really good player, so I didn't I didn't feel confident in my ability to outplay you. And I felt like I would have to... I couldn't just like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to do this. I couldn't brute force it. I was going to have to outplay you. Uh, totally. That makes sense. Uh, all right. How did terrain affect the game? Okay, so we were on a board with... It was perfect for Seamus. It was like a ton of Old West buildings. Yeah, and there were alleys everywhere. Alleys everywhere. It was Old West buildings and a, uh, just lanes and streets all over the place. And you could just kind of jump between alleys because uh, Seamus is to alleys as polar bears are ties. Yeah. So I knew um, I could go almost anywhere on the board with Seamus. And yeah. I said, okay... I've got to hamstring his crew in the beginning. I know you're a heavy summoner. Uh -huh. So I said, I, I said, um, you know, I, I said to myself, okay, I know. And then it was corner deployment. And so um, there was a lot of terrain in the way, but because of my incorporeal, I could move through most of it. Um, mm -hmm. And it gave a lot of cover. And summer has, right. pretty, summer has pretty good shooting, pretty decent shooting. Right. So uh, I feel like it made it, in the end, I actually feel like the terrain was not a huge factor in this game. I think the terrain, the one thing about terrain is that it didn't slow you down. It slowed me down a little. So it gave me right. a little bit of a, just because the models you were playing, can, most of them could either teleport around mm -hmm. or pass through terrain. You had three incorporeal models, Tetsuba, uh, the Hanged, and Chiaki, who isn't living, but incorporeal because I don't know why. And I would actually say that the deployment was much more significant than the train itself because uh -huh. of the, the the other thing that the reason Leave Your Mark and Public Demonstration were basically no-goes is because uh, we had flank. And uh -huh. so the center line makes it very hard to get 10 inches away from the center line. Yeah, that's very true. And it makes convict labor very easy because there's a lot of space to put down scheme markers. Absolutely. So I would feel like the flank deployment was huge. Agreed. Definitely. So how did you win? Okay, I won by... Okay, we had just talked about your crew the night before. Not, I wasn't even... Yeah, uh, so that was the thing was uh, we talked about... Um, 
uh, Joshua's crew the night before, and both of our crews. So we had been like chatting uh, about the game before, so we both kind of knew what to expect. Yeah. Um, so I knew um, I play Josh Rosenstein, uh, Josh Rosenstein on a re- fairly regular basis. Well, uh-huh. as much as I play anybody, um, and he runs Ulix, so I am familiar with slop haulers and right. the terror and horror of slop haulers. Right. And so I started taking Decaying Aura because, oh man, I hate healing. Um, and I realized Summer does two damage to his guys. So if I kill his healer before he can do anything, before he can summon at all, then it it's going to like like more than half his summoning potential. Yeah. I felt like I was pretty sure he was going to go for Convict Labor and Exhaust Our Forces because I was asking for his advice about non-killing crews to help Andrew Heilborn. And he said in his top five schemes was Exhaust Their Forces. Right. And he said, when those top five schemes aren't there, I take Convict Labor. So you so knew what mine were. Cause I was pretty sure I, you were going to take Convict Labor and Exhaust Their Forces. Uh, in like the general, uh, like my pattern of uh, encouraging people to beat me by telling them all of my secrets. Um, hint to podcast listeners, I mean you too. Uh, uh, I had told you what schemes I probably I was probably going to take. I mean, realistically, yeah. if I were an experienced player, I think I could deduce it. I don't yeah. think there would be any yeah, doubt was, in my mind about what you would pretty be doing. sensible. So uh, I think another thing, I think a thing that just definitely uh, got you at the end of turn two, I was beating you two zero, and true. then turn three, you did something. Turn three and four, you did something that basically turned the whole game around. Right. Which was... Um, so you didn't respect the nurse enough. Yeah, I did not respect the nurse enough. And I just happened to draw a red joker and a king of crows. Uh-huh. And so I was like, well, I, I killed... Him. So the, the, the way I beat you is that I shut down your anti-attrition machine. Right, right by killing the lightning one. bug. So I, I, I sacrificed Seamus to kill the lightning bug. Yes. And it was... I didn't know your crew's damage potential that well, so I didn't know for sure that I was trading, but it... Like, that's what happened. I traded right. all your AP, Seamus for Lightning Bug. And then um, and then I just went around killing as much as I could and disabling yeah. with Chiaki. I was shutting down um, shutting down your um, – shutting in convict labor by making things insignificant. Yes. Making – making. I had a model in the corner and Chiaki made it insignificant. And that really hurt because that lasts until her next activation. And, like, you went early in one turn. And then, yeah, act, out-activated me the second turn. And I wasn't summoning because – you called my uh, healer, so I couldn't summon. And then turn three and turn three, you uh, the nurse paralyzed both Ionis and Summer. Right. Well, back up for a second though, because that was part of an overall plan. I uh-huh. was not shut down the healing or shut down the summoning, um, shut down and then kill all the scheme runners while summoning, so that you would right. be out activated. And that led to the only things that you had were very useful left. Were uh-huh. Summer and Ionis. Right. And I saw the nurse sitting there. She had been waiting to come in and heal Seamus, but it had been a turn too late. Uh-huh. And I was, and I happened to draw the Red Joker and the King of Crows. And then what followed was that I flipped the Queen of Crows, and I didn't have to use the King of Crows. Right, so you had the Summer. next turn. And so Ryan. then I had the King of Crows next turn to paralyze Ionis again. Yeah. And that basically won me the game. Excellent. Damn. Um, so um, what problems did you have, and how did you overcome them? I guess one problem was... Seamus dying pretty early. That was kind of a problem, except I knew I knew that was a possibility, and he <laughs> used enough of your resources that I felt okay about it. Yeah, felt like okay, I've got I've got a real chance in this game. Yeah, and then I guess the other thing was we both kind of did a lot of scrambling on the convict labor to stop each other. Well, I also forgot I, I had a hard time keeping all of the objectives in mind. Yeah, the skeeters were a big problem. 
Because their disengaging strikes are really hard to deal with. And they were uh, engaging you to stop you from getting interference. Right, exactly. And stop me from moving, too, which is, you know, mm-hmm. interference and moving are both very useful things. Yes. I also, they're really fast, and I couldn't pin them down. So it was like, I, my plan was to kill it with Datsuba and summon another Gaki. But you ran away with your Skeeter before I could do that. Right. Um, the other big problem was that because you had so many gremlins to begin with, even though you didn't summon, um, you got way out on the flanks. And I didn't really, I only had seven models to begin with, and I summoned like two, I think, but I didn't Both really gaki, have yeah. the models to deal with you. Uh, Yin is actually pretty slow, uh-huh. and the Hanged isn't that fast, so like, yes, they ignore terrain, but right. I'm still pretty slow. It seemed like the, the main way you sped those uh, sped the Hanged up was with Datsuba. Datsuba, yeah. yeah. So cool. I, I had a hard time dealing with your flankers um, because of my low number of crew. And, and then that, Ionis and Summer themselves, what I realized about my crew is that without Seamus, they're not bad, but um, Summer and Ionis are just beefy, beefy yeah. beat sticks. And like, you can spend all your time being like, oh yeah, I'm going to eliminate everything else. And then, you know, you won't be able to score victory points. It'll be great. Except that without, uh, aside from the paralysis, I'm pretty sure Summer and Summer and Ionis could have killed my whole crew without yeah, any problem. I, w- I was expecting for that to happen. All right. What was the best moment of the game for you? Um, I thought I was lo- I thought I was going to lose the game. I was pretty sure I was going to lose the game uh-huh. up until I paralyzed both. Yeah, I think the moment, the best moment for me was just like, whoa, I'm going to beat. I could beat Ted. Like, not even <laughs> what I knew I was going to beat. Just like the the fact that I was I had not already lost was like a really intense and wonderful moment for me. Excellent. So, what advice do you have for other people playing Seamus? Seamus is really good at taking out key models. You yeah. really have to understand your crew, your, your, the opposing crew very deeply if you want to play on a competitive level because you have to, A, know which models to do to, to take out. B, you have to know what's going to happen afterward because it's not like, yes, I traded Seamus, but I don't think I had to trade Seamus for the lightning bug. Uh-huh. I think I could have played it better. I think I could have done better in that game uh-huh. if I had set it up differently. I don't know exactly how. But yeah, you have to understand what's going to happen on turn two. Uh-huh. So it's, uh, I mean, the thing that you did was a thing we had talked about with Seamus of uh, on, on on first turn in this case, back alley focus shoot. Right. And just pick the enemy's keystone model and get rid of it. And by keystone model, I kind of mean like the one that falls down fairly easily, but really keeps the crew together. But I, th- I, think, I think what I... I mean, that's what every Seamus player does because that's uh-huh. the most obvious thing to do once yeah. you've played him five or six times. I think when it gets deeper is that you have to understand their damage output. And really, I mean, what, what Seamus, when Seamus becomes really powerful is when they get you down to one wound and you don't die. Right. So you have to understand how fast you are, what their damage potential is. And if you're going to die, you have to make sure that the linchpin you have killed is powerful enough that you can take the rest of their crew apart or otherwise win the game. Right. I mean, I realistically, I don't think I should have won that game. I think I got a very lucky draw. And you, you uh, because um, you happened to focus on Yin and I made the mistake. So at, on turn three, I sort of was tired and I wasn't thinking. And I moved Yin and the Hanged into uh, Maris engagement, into engage Maris, which was not a good move because we were in interference. And I could have done other stuff with them, but it would have been much better. And you f- focused resources on killing Maris sacrificing Maris to kill the hanged and put Yin down to one wound, which right. was a good play, but you could have killed the nurse instead. Yeah. And you didn't, and you didn't respect the nurse's power enough. I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what advice do you have for others playing against Summer? 
I mean, I, I actually think, you know, even though I think I could have played it better, what I did was great. Yes. Kill the healer before he has the chance, you know, before he has a chance to summon all the stuff. Um, use, yeah, and then kill the, kill the gremlins, man. They're easy to kill. And kind of go after their willpower if you can, because they don't have a lot of willpower. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Thanks a lot. No uh, and uh, stay tuned next time for me losing Malifo some more. Thanks a lot. This has been How you, how They Get You. And uh, thanks again to Chrissy for one, running an excellent tournament <laughs> in a diner. Ow! Thank you. Bye. <laughs>